On this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, we have stories galore with what it's like to be a bouncer or a manager at a strip club. And what else is there to say beyond that? We have new guests. We have returning guests. We have stories that you won't believe. All of that and more on the next episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat. I'm the Brad. And today we are doing another special with bouncers and managers and former bouncers. Yeah. So and former managers. Yeah. So that's <laughs> a, all technically former. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't because like, Kyle was supposed to be here, but he bailed. No, some some of the people asking. have been on the show, and uh, well, and then I guess the other part of that is some people have been on the show, but you haven't heard them because the recording died. <laughs> so we're gonna repeat that story. Uh, let's go ahead and start over there with you and say your name and how you were. Uh, how are you? Connected to the stripping industry. Uh, uh, once again, it's Patterson. I was a former bouncer turned assistant manager turned general manager. And now I'm back to just being a, a guy. My name is Steve Terrell, and I'm connected to the strip club industry because, well, apparently I'm security. <laughs> All right. And now I still do security, but not there. <laughs> My name is Ian. I was a former bouncer, assistant manager, general manager, and now no longer am abused by that industry. There's a theme here, yeah. Aren't you like a monk now? I was going to say, this yeah. Is more, <laughs> are you a monk now? This yeah. is some, more of like a support for people that were in the industry, yeah. like a support yeah. group. There you go. Hi, my name is Ian. It's been 224 days since my last strip club experience. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Stephen Valentine, a.k.a. Spaniard, uh, former bouncer from Safari Show Club. Uh, second time on the show? I also did a lot of promotion with uh, MMA, Desert Brawl. We did... Bikes, babes, and brawls in the parking lot, stuff like that. Cool. So I think we'll start with uh, origin stories uh, for those who haven't given them already. I guess Big Steve, I believe that's how I saw you the next day, uh, How How did you become, how's the way I usually ask this? What was the path that you, that you took to like become a, uh, a bouncer at a strip club? And the reason I ask this a lot of times, if you haven't heard the podcast before, is, you know, it's not a typical job. Not everybody's going to end up there. So uh, how did it come to be that you ended up being a bouncer at a strip club? Money. Basically, <laughs> some, somebody I know. That, That's what makes uh, everybody stay. Somebody I know that was a manager and working there at that point in time. Needed someone to fill in on the crew, and I filled in, and, and then it happened. Oh, <laughs> it's because they, they can only worked. hear you. They can't see your glare well, at Well, we worked right at, at the downtown dance club scene, and then that all shut down because of a bunch of scandalous shit. And That'd so we kind of went our own separate ways. So when I went and started bouncing in the strip club industry, and I became a manager, I needed bouncers. So I brought bouncers from... The dance club All the scene, people you already knew. I.e. Damien, Big Steve, people I knew that could handle a kind of rowdy crowd because I'd seen a lot of the uh, ins and outs of it because it is a very, um, it can be very volatile 
industry at times. It was too scandalous at the dance clubs downtown, so you decided to jump ship and go to a strip club? No, the the management... Oh. <laughs> what was it? The management was, like, taking money off of the... Basically of the, embezzling money yeah, from yeah. the oh. club to support mm-hmm. his habits and to take his friends out and yeah. um, things of that sort of nature. Yeah, and then you're... Your cooking staff was taking all like steaks and high end bottles of wine out the back door and, you know, for their own personal uses and stuff. So the place was just getting raw. I mean, blindly. that just sounds like kitchen people. And, yeah, I was about to say that seems <laughs> just, that's normal. It's just something that doesn't sustain a business, you know, when not, you have that much loss. And then you know? one fairy tale evening at the individual club we're speaking of in downtown, OLCC and the police showed up. Oh, yeah, shut it down. And confiscated everything. And we decided at that time, I think this club is done. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they took everything. Everybody's tips, all the tills. Every Wow, like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. They straight up came in and a mob. and Yeah. It was straight Shut up. Shut it down, took everything, cash registers, yep. computers, bank records, anything that had a printer attached to it, they took. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was in the news, you know, because, yeah. the, you know, it was pretty Yeah, big. but there's things like that, like them taking your money, where I think, Jesus Christ, that's what people yeah. make. Like, that's yep. get your income. Yeah. So, you know, that's how No, it, it was their puts, income. That puts everybody yeah. <laughs> out, out on the streets again, you know, trying to find yeah. the, next, the next bouncing job. So how did uh, bouncing at a strip club compare to bouncing anywhere else? At times, so much easier because the rules are clear cut. The stripper's never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to money, are you going to argue with the girl that says he owes me 100 bucks? Are you just going to go to the guy and give me the 100 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I think things have changed a lot there since, since back but, in the day. But back in the day, you know, it was a good example would be. Oh, <laughs> the one that had the. That one. Yeah. The the crazy. Okay. Yeah. She was, she was infamous for doing that. Doing oh. what? Elaborate. Basically would get a couple dances, have the guy buy her a couple drinks, and then she would either try to get the money out of his wallet herself <laughs> or tell the bouncer that, hey, he owes me for this many dances. Wow. And then, and Did this she was, get away this, with it every time? this was time? before the days of the actual decent security cameras. So all we had was what we saw and what the dancer said. Oh. That girl, she was like the kind of stripper that would cut you if you didn't. If you didn't pay her. That was my ex-wife. She'd break oh, your yeah. nose. She, you oh, guys, is that? You guys all know. She is your ex-wife? So, no, no, no. Oh. I said that's like my ex-wife. Oh, I, was, oh, I, just, I just know and, that you got around the stripper pool, so I, was I wasn't gonna sure. Go no, but my ex-wife was notorious <laughs> yeah. for breaking noses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But she oh, would, yeah. She would, yeah. If a girl made her mad, she'd go back there and beat her down. Oh, yeah. Or if a customer didn't pay, she'd, just, yeah. she'd hit him right in the nose as hard as she could and try to break his nose. Yeah. And she was good at it. Yeah, she could hit hard. <laughs> she, she broke mine, too. She never stopped lactating the whole time after she had her kids. She'd always sit on the stage and scream out my name and then start pumping milk out her boob. And I'd be all like, stop, I don't want to see that. That's not, no. And yeah, she was like, look. Yeah, but she, you kept she, looking. She also she was. nice boobs. Okay. <laughs> she also got kicked out because she kept bringing a gun in her purse. And yeah. She yeah, away. she did. I forgot <laughs> about that. I These forgot are the stories about that. you can only get on behind she the mirror. <laughs> she was very uh, volatile. You always wanted to be on her good side, not on her receiving side. Well, how about. <laughs> a great example of volatile. <laughs> 
the point of all this, I think, is that like yeah. I told guys so many times, like, hey, I don't have the time to investigate really who's right or who's wrong in this situation. You're probably both wrong. But the difference is I'm going to kick you out and I'm never going to see you again. And I'm going to have to be stuck in this building with that human multiple days a week for the rest of for fucking ever. So it's in my personal interest for self-preservation. Take her side right now, man. Like, you're not going to. That one is scarier than you, bro. And she's your money. That's the other part. That's, she, that's your money. Now. How are you gonna like <laughs> treat your money? Yeah, money's always right. Yeah. Yeah, Who was the girl? We had a girl there that she wanted. She wanted to do a knife show on stage. Oh and yeah, she yeah. had those. Um, she had those. I don't even. Ballet songs. She. What are they called? Ballet songs. Yeah. So. She had them in her purse, and that kind of scared me to begin with. Like, what are you doing with big knives in your purse to begin with? And she said, I want to do a show on stage with the knives and stuff. And I said, have you ever done one before? No. (laughs) No. Well, really, that's probably not a good place to start learning if you start throwing (laughs) knives around, you know? There's a learning curve. This ain't Cirque du Soleil. Calm down. Uh, Okay, what's your origin story? I know we've told it before, but that... Oh, yeah. Uh, lost uh, episodes. Spaniard. <laughs> I was in the MMA scene with all the MMA guys, and a lot of them were bouncers, and so I, I just ended up getting an offer. They were open in Safari Show Club in Portland, and I was moving to Portland, and I decided, why the fuck not? Um, it was good money. And so, yeah, I jumped in. Jump ship. Did anything about it surprise you, shock you, or is it just like, oh, this is another, uh, just another bouncing job? I was, I think like, no, nothing, no, I wasn't really, I mean, some, I mean, obviously there's crazy shit that happens, but I grew up with that kind of lifestyle, so it wasn't, it was just some same shit. But, okay, how did it differ than your standard, uh, job? Bouncing job. <laughs> like your standard job? I mean, you don't have to deal with people on drugs and alcohol and fucked up and like pulling girls, yeah, I mean... One time there's these yeah, girls fighting, girls you're constantly pulling them apart and girls passing out on stage and doing, and I will say for me, Portland is a little different than Bend because you have to deal with a lot more um, when it comes to like drug addicts and hookers and shit like that in the daytime and people that are dangerous, whatnot. Portland's, yeah, and on PAL, Safari was great for a while and then it just got really crazy, like really How long scary was it? Crazy. it wasn't open for that long. No, because, like, they did really well the first year. We did great. I mean, had the craziest parties, all sorts of craziness. And then, um, basically, they put, like, a hidden camera in the office. And I remember this, like, it was yesterday, because I thought I was getting fired. I got called, and they were like, we need you to come in early. And they were serious. And it was the owners, Jeff and Todd. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, what's going on? And so I go in there, and it was basically... um, we had a camera, we saw what everyone was doing, like all this other stuff. And it, it really boiled down to the, one of the owner's girlfriends and a man. And anyways, they were fucking all this shit and everyone was doing drugs like they normally do. So they fired like the whole crew, like everyone, like they fired all the people they saw in the video. I don't know how I didn't get fired. And so, yeah, they all left. And the thing about it was all those people took their customers with them. So like the, the thing that made the club was that, the bouncers and the bartenders and the dancers, they brought all their customers with them. And once they left, it was just pretty much the neighborhood crew that came in and they were all gangsters. So No, not in that neighborhood. Yeah, right. In <laughs> yeah, no. Next and, to that Motel 6, nothing yeah. ever bad happens there. So it went from like being a cabaret type environment to like just hood 
ghetto crazy. Was it a cabaret? Because I went there one time and it was so over the top, like jungle themed. That well, was and that's, like, was, that's where it went. It's like, where the fuck what am it I? was to where it was at that point. Because when we went up there, when me and Damien went up there, that place was pretty ghetto and it was definitely not very busy. And then, you know, the managers were trying to push prostitutes on us. And I was like, you realize that I'm a manager for a sister company of this, right? And you're trying to hook me up with prostitutes here? And so did you? They were, no, no, no. If you saw the girls there, <laughs> no. like, yeah, exactly. like, no. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to even see you naked. I want you to put it back on. You know, I'll pay you to put it back on. And That's then, how they made all their money? Yeah, you know. And then I think Fair they enough. had, a, you know, these uh, robberies that happened. And I believe that there was staff that were involved with it, you know, that had set it up. And so it was just the, you know, it was just a bad deal. So they ended up selling it because it, it just to wasn't a guy from working. Ben that I worked for here in Ben, yeah. that I, me and Ryan, yeah. Joe, and then I don't even think it survived very long after he bought no, it. Did it? No, it's just it went it's just down. in a bad but area to too. Say, yeah, it it's a once. bad location. But I have to say, bad location or not, the, when we first opened that, the very first year. We were crushing it, and I mean crushing it. Oh, I was off it. the hook when we it first had, opened. We had the ice party that we had when we had yeah. all the girls from Nevada, the Air Force Amy, mm-hmm. and all the the whole crew, and he came down. All the parties we were throwing, we it was madness. There's something that shocked me. I never thought I would be that desensitized to ass because I love ass, but like there were times where it was just like I, I'm gonna have to be one of those weird guys that like chokes myself or something because I'm not fucking excited about all this <laughs> like, i'm just like fuck what's going on man oh crap i'm a fetish guy now yeah right <laughs> show me your feet <laughs> hey i've learned through the podcast that feet is like a huge thing oh that's like, what i'm saying all the time like, <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is it really okay. people love feet feet and pregnant women it's amazing how many that's guys like big, pregnant women that's so true but yeah. don't want to get them pregnant yeah yeah <laughs> Pretty much, like, a good chunk of George's money is just feet. <laughs> like her feet for some reason. Yeah, and you can, like, now I think that it's acceptable-ish to have somebody put your foot in their mouth, like, at the club. So. No, I still won't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was going to ask you, because you told that story last time, and I at Safari, wow. while we're on the Safari topic, sure. and how I was making fun of the whole jungle themed, and you guys wearing the funny shirts. The gall, the fucking <laughs> goddamn bowling shirts. The leopard and tiger bowling shirts. Those are oh, great. Oh, those sound sexy. Those are oh, whatever. You just have to wear I'll, fucking monkey suits. I was suits. about to say, I'll be honest, like, I, they were more Fair comfortable enough. than being in a, in a penguin suit. So, oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it was, yeah, it was fine. And the jungle theme, honestly, the way they attacked it in the beginning wasn't that bad. It's when it got super ghetto that it was like, this is like some really bad dive bar idea where they put a bunch of fake everything on the wall and called it jungle. But no, in the beginning it was great. And they had awesome piranha tanks. Right when you walk in, they had these huge piranha tanks. They took great care of them. You could see through with girls. It was, it was awesome. And so it was a pretty big attraction because you'd come in and they'd try to put different things in to feed the fish and do craziness and whatnot right and um so i show up for work i'm getting i'm getting there and there's some guy by the tank and i've never seen this guy before and they're basically saying that he's going to be feeding the piranha and i'm like okay whatever i'm getting ready for work i have to do the normal shit whack vaseline the toilets blah 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 same old shit 
Um, so I, I went by and I hear like a screaming thing and I'm like, who the fuck is screaming? I go over there and this guy basically decided to take a mouse and stick a knife in it. But I think his knife was too sharp because it pretty much like cut the whole fucking damn near head off almost except for a little piece and then drops it in there and it's flailing like crazy. And unlike the movies, piranha are way more sensitive than you think. And so all the piranha fucking hid into the corner and didn't touch this drowning mouse. So now this decapitated headless mouse is basically shaking as it's dying and drowning. And all the poor girls who are coming in to work like right at seven, the A-listers are crying, fucking up their makeup, pissed off. Yeah, it was it was the Meanwhile, this clear tank is getting bloodier and bloodier and bloodier and super fucked up, like super fucked up. And so, yeah, and it's like and I'm just sitting here like, oh, fuck, another day. God damn it. Here we go. And and I don't know. I don't even still to this day know how the fuck he even got in there or who let him do it. I I swear he had to be like just some guy that worked at Petco and was like, I want to feed the piranha. And some dumbass was like, sure, do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just seeing how the club works, probably somebody just slipped him some money and. That never That's a pretty wild lack of discretion. (laughs) I'm saying, yeah, it wasn't. Some guy told me as security, like, hey, I'm going to give you 20 bucks if you let me, like, perform a fucking sacrifice on a live animal right now. I'd be like, no, probably not. That's not. See, and that's a thing. I think think it (laughs) happened because it was, like, during a changeover point. And and around that time, to be honest, we were very short staff. Like, we didn't have a lot of bouncing crew at Safari. Like, we would have the valet guy, we'd have me and another guy, that was it. And we had way too many people in that club for the crew that we would have all the time. I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, we got shut down once, and it was wild because it was just, how could you control anything like that with three dudes? And they were basing everything <laughs> you they knew about piranhas from the Adams Family movie. So I'm, I'm saying, if you right. ever actually <laughs> spent time around piranhas, the movies are bullshit. Oh yeah. Okay, I could stick my hand in the tank and like this and that and move it. Like they don't. That's nothing like they make it out to be in the movies. They're actually really skittish fish. That's what I was saying. So it was unfortunate because yeah, all the girls were pretty damn upset, and it was like we had to get the whole, we had to get him out of there, and he kept apologizing. The tank had to be cleaned. It was ruined for the night. How much you charge him to get the tank cleaned? I that's past my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> So the next question I had written down on our list of what do you ask managers and bouncers is um, what what is the most interesting um, in confrontation interaction you had with a customer at the club? And we won't go in any kind of order because it might take a little bit of, hmm, let me think about this. Yeah, but, that is such a big question. Yeah, I know. that's an open end. Well, you know what? There's not going to be a test after this. So if you just say an interesting one, nobody will know if it's the most interesting one. Do you remember, you remember the Batwing girl? She came, she came in one night, was drinking, and she wanted to audition. Oh boy. We told her she had to come in during a day shift and talk to the day manager and audition. The problem was is she was missing an arm that was cut off just below the elbow. And we didn't want to put her up on stage, didn't want her to get hurt, nothing like that. Well, about halfway through the night, she decides to strip down to her underwear and jump on stage and do an audition. (laughs) She just kind of thought it was at her whim whenever the audition was happening. And you named her Batwing Girl? Well, because when I picked her up and threw over my shoulder, one of my friends looked at me and said, dude, she's beating you with her bat wing. 
Oh, no. I feel like I was there that night. You were. Oh. Yeah. I, car- I carried her out right in front she of you. She was attractive, and I came out and had to yell at Steve, Steve, put her down. Because he was carrying her off stage. I was like, no, she's... I wasn't taking her to my car. <laughs> but, yeah, that night, she, and she was just beating me up with that, that, that half an arm, and it was just one of those things. And never came back? Uh, she did a few months later and apologized. She says, I got drunk. It seemed like the thing to do, so I did it, was her reasoning. <laughs> Living her best life. Good for her. Yeah. yeah right? I wonder what yeah. she's doing now. A plus for confidence. And there was the ball kicking guy. Ball kicking guy? That when you were wearing your kilt? No. This guy <laughs> would. I enjoyed that too. But no, this guy would come in and go up into left. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What about the taser guy? You guys remember that when the guy came in and was like, had everybody sit on the chair and put the tasers to their chest. Yeah. It was like, if you could get this hundred bucks, it's yours. And like, I think a couple dudes was actually trying and I'm just watching everyone. Like, obviously he's done this before. You're not getting the hundred bucks. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> no, it was the little John guy. Remember the little oh, Wade, 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 no Wade McCone. He wanted, he said, oh he wanted wait, to see wait, what wait, it was listen, like to get tased. Wade let's explain. Wade. Wade was this little, short, stocky... Fire, fire yeah. plug of a he guy. Was, he was really short. He was super, like, buff. Like, it wasn't... He, yeah. And he had, like, just bleach blonde hair, like, army cut, flat top. Yeah. And he would run around doing the little John impressions oh, yeah. all the time. I fucking hated that guy. I was happy <laughs> yeah. to see him get tased. It's just, <laughs> just full it of was, energy. It was great watching him hit the floor and then like look him look at other people like, you going to do it? We're all just like, no, you fucking idiot. Like, so, so paint a picture exactly. for us. What was the process on this? Like try to get the $100 bill. So they sit you in a chair just like they like, see you in a chair and they set the, the – so they take it out. It's a gun. They, this guy comes in trying to sell this product to stars, the crew. Like, oh, you need this gun taser thing. And so he's trying to show it off like the strength or whatever. So he – takes out the things and he attaches it to your chest and you got to sit in the chair and when he hits it you got to try to get up and get the money that he puts out and if you get the money you get to keep the money right like <laughs> sounds like a parlor trick outside of a bar yeah, yeah if anybody tells you you can have this hundred dollars if yeah don't do it but like, the that's, gri- but that's not here, the best here's part free money you can have it yeah that's not the best part the best part is the look on that guy's face after he ate shit and couldn't get it at all of us, like why we weren't doing it next. Right. <laughs> what, were these um, were these bouncers or customers that were trying for the bouncers? So they were trying to prove it on the bouncers. So yeah. we were all the big tough guys that couldn't handle it. But that's how it's designed. You're not supposed to handle getting fucking electrocuted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, no, that's that's not a positive thing. Yeah. I, I had the. <laughs> <laughs> I see if that guy would have told me. I saw what you did there. As someone who had already been tased before, I would have been like, ha, 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 very fucking funny. Like, I'm a large human. I've seen the videos of the guys, like, getting hit, and they still keep moving somehow, like it's dawn of the goddamn dead. I don't understand it, because when I got tased, if I literally, if I had not taken a shit at my apartment right before that happened, after I left... I would have shit my pants. I hit the deck like just like a ton oh, yeah. of bricks. Wait, why? Why did you get tased? Very. Um, that's. Uh, I. I was nineteen and I. Oh, okay. I got pulled over. I got. I got tased by a police officer. Um, it was her first week on patrol. I found out later, but she pulled me over. 
a long period of time had transpired, like an hour. She wasn't letting me turn my car on. It was very cold. It was like 20 degrees outside in Colorado. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, 19-year-old me started being like, what the fuck is happening here? What's going on? She started, sir, calm down, calm down, calm down. And I didn't. And she was very small and I was very tall. And she tased me. she calmed him down. She did. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I shut up real quick. Um, So, you know, lesson learned. Has anyone else here ever been tased? I have. Yeah. What was that? When I got taser certified, we had to go get tased when you get certified. (laughs) A guy grabs you by each arm. They shoot you in the back. You cry like a child. You fall on the floor. They unhook you. You move on. (laughs) <laughs> test <Yeah>. passed <laughs> exactly it's unpleasant it's very unpleasant it's, it's a very unpleasant experience very deterring I yes to, i willingly got tased i used to be friends with a guy named big chief so that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah. i've been tased <laughs> ian it looks like you have something on your bucket list now <laughs> uh, hey I've, I've tased a lot of people but can never been on the my, receiving can I go end my bike it's not an experience. Yeah. Back in a minute, we're gonna fix that. Yeah. No thanks. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Before I move okay. on to the next question, any other interesting um, interactions with customers that popped to the top of your head? There's just too many. Like I feel like I don't know how it was for you guys, but I feel like for me, even very quickly, it didn't turn into isolated. Like, oh, this person did this crazy thing. It started falling into categories. <laughs> like there just are certain types of bad customers you got you know like we'll play the, bad customer bingo for us what are the different I mean, types? bad customer bingo this is an extensive conversation but, yeah I'm like, uh, i don't know if we have time yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one um i mean there's you know the God, guys I've been trying to get a good old say that for years there's the very common group of dudes that you explain at the door that they're not allowed to touch. You know, that's not yours. Don't touch it. And then you still have to go tell them that anyway. And then, again, you, you know, have to tell them. And some of them will morph into a subsect of guys who feel like they understood they can't grab with their hands. So instead, they, they try their mouth. Like, that's not worse. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're explaining to a grown Ha I got around the contract. They can't stop can't me grab. for this. So why the fuck did you think you could lick? That's... Look around this place. How sanitary do you think this was just on a human level? Like, what is wrong with you? You're that kid who, like, put his whole mouth over the fucking drinking fountain at school and just deep-throated it, weren't you? Like, what's wrong with you, dude? Make you wear a mask. (laughs) That actually was. I was working during the, the mask the mask time, and that was one of the pros of that is I could be like, hey, you can't take your mask off. Did you notice that you deal with a lot of um just a lot of feces there. A lot of people can't wondering. control themselves. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, like I've seen guys do I don't some... think that's ever come up on the podcast. Well, you Wait, know, like there is at the shower show. Well, there's the shower. Well, it's like, so when Damien first started there, <laughs> so this guy wanted to pay girls to sit there and stare and look into their eyes. Older, older gentlemen. And he just wanted to stare them in the eyes. Well, apparently he had to use the restroom and couldn't hold it well enough. But he was busy at the time. But he was busy staring into these girls' eyes. So he ends up shitting himself up in the table dance area. And then waddles off to the bathroom, dropping said shit down his leg onto the floor and stuff. So then now it comes to the time where which staff member is going to clean up this mess that's left the trail to the bathroom. 
And luckily for me, I was not the low bouncer on the totem pole anymore, and Damien was the low bouncer. So I hand Damien the mop bucket. I said, hey, there's a cleanup in the bathroom. And Damien's like, oh, man, somebody puked in the bathroom. I said, you wish. Oh, no. <laughs> I said, it's better than that. And all I hear over the radio when he gets in there is like, dude, for real? Is this real? <laughs> that was his first experience with the cleanup. And I was like, man, I'm glad I'm higher up on the totem pole. But that's just like, that's just one incident. Like, that, that's Betty? not like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, the wheelchair guy. With Betty, yeah. yeah. The wheelchair guy. Yeah, crapped all over his wheelchair and then one of the dancers decided she wanted to roll around in his wheelchair in a white outfit well that white outfit turned into a brown outfit after that (laughs) he had one of those bags yeah 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 close to me yeah Yeah. and yeah it was yeah she wouldn't do dances for wheelchair people anymore after that she was like -uh." (laughs) nah we had we had an inebriated guy who uh shit his pants at one of the tables and <laughs> table? yeah one of the tables near one of the stages oh. and so like immediately we didn't figure it out there was just someone who smelled real bad but then it wasn't going away it was getting worse <laughs> so he had to get talked to and when he stood up it's like sure enough he's there's a he's on a hot streak you know oh. but he wouldn't admit that it had happened he was very inebriated and was just insistent no that's not the case. I don't have to go anywhere. I haven't done anything wrong. Like he's arguing with us about the literal shit that we can see in his pants and us asking him just like, Hey man, like, don't you want to go like change? Don't you like, do you want to go home and die you know? right and now? Then he, <laughs> then he started arguing with the manager at that time about how it was discrimination because we were kicking him out uh, for not being able to get to the bathroom fast enough. And I was like, that's, mm, that doesn't really feel <laughs> That's right, think, folks. I don't Strip think you clubs. understand what prejudice yeah. Strip clubs, all context. sexy all the time. Well, it's like, yeah. it's like, do you really want to have a lawsuit like publicized about you shitting your pants? Getting kicked like, out If I shit my pants in a public place, I would be gone so. I feel the bouncer would shame me for shitting my pants in the strip club. I'd like to sue for two million dollars, please. Discriminating against him for being not able-bodied enough to get to the bathroom in time. Like, first of all, you're standing up just fine. You're just hammered, you idiot. That's the end of part one. Our theme music is by Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Kegs. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We are a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com.